So the Epistle for Septuagesima Sunday is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and 10. Brethren, know you not that they that run in the race all run indeed, but one receiveth the prize? So run that you may obtain. And every one that striveth for the mastery refraineth himself from all things. And they indeed that they may receive a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible one. I therefore so run not as at an uncertainty. I so fight not as one beating in the, the air. But I chastise my body and bring it into subjection, lest perhaps when I have preached to others, I myself should become a castaway. For I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all in Moses were baptized, and in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, and they all drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. But with the most of them, God was not well pleased. We stand from the Holy Gospel. The Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 20. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like to a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And having agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing in the marketplace idle, and he said to them, Go you also into my vineyard, and I will give you what shall be just. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did in like manner. But about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, Why stand you here all the day idle? They say to him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith to them, Go you also into my vineyard. And when the evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their hire, beginning from the last, even to the first. When therefore they were come that came about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first also came, they thought that they should receive more, and they also received every man a penny. And receiving it, they murmured against the master of the house, saying, These last have worked but one hour. And thou hast made them equal to us that have borne the burden of the day and the heat. But he answering, answering said to one of them, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Take what is thine and go thy way. And I will also give to this last even as to thee. Or is it not lawful for me to do what I will? Is thy eye evil because I am good? So shall the last be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Please be seated. <clears throat> I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. A crown is laid up for me. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. We have already entered into this transitional period, going from the Christmas season, which obviously ends tomorrow with February 2nd, the presentation of our Lord, and then Lent. And so the church gives us different things to meditate upon, trying to help us to understand, one, weak human nature, also the misery of sin in this period before Lent, to try to get our mindset set for this coming period, to then to try to help us, to try to gain the graces, the opportunities that God gives to us, Almighty God gives to us for the period of Lent. And so with that, we see that the vestments, 
The violet color also signifies the penance that is necessary for us, even though we're not necessarily in the time period of Lent just yet. It is this reminder to us of what is coming, of what we need to try to prepare for, and then how to prepare our soul well for that. Well, the Church also gives us the understanding of how then for our soul it is a battle, it is a fight that we must make every day of our life. I mean, one, we see with the Gospel, the famous account, the call to perfection. The laborers in the vineyard, as they're called out to work in the vineyard, to whether to work the heat of the day, the whole day, or that they're called at different hours. We talked about that different before, that it is God calling different souls at different times. And the difference is when the souls react to that grace to them. Do they accept that grace? Do they accept that call? Do they understand that call when it is given to them? And so, yes, God calls us at different times. You can ask the question, why are we idle? The idleness of the world. And it's not an idleness and just, just keeping busy for the sake of keeping busy. It is to work for our salvation. And that is what is necessary for all of us to understand. The fight that is involved in that. And that is why then the beginning, the quote from St. Paul, when he's writing to Timothy and explaining the fight that we're in, the fight of also making sure that we have kept our faith, finishing our course, yes, when God calls us from this world. And that's where you see in the epistle accounts, I mean, St. Paul's analogies that he makes for us to help us to try to understand that we're working toward our salvation. And so he gives us this encouragement to try to gain that crown, a crown that he says that is only given out to one, in a sense. That we must run, we must fight in terms of trying to gain that. And so that's what's also important for us. These ideas in both the epistle and the gospel, these calls to perfection, the crown of glory that is offered to us, given out to us, shown to us, and so then it becomes up to us, do we work toward that goal? Or, on the opposite, do we stand idle? Do we not work toward the salvation that God is calling us to? And so how can we obtain that? We keep our eyes on the goal itself, as with anything. Anything that we want to try to accomplish or gain in this world, we must do so by keeping our eye on that goal of understanding that is what we are trying to fight for, that is what we're trying to gain. And so therefore we make our attempts at that. We spend our life toward that goal. Working toward the crown, the imperishable one, the one that will not go away. And that is what is offered to us. So God holds that out for us. St. Paul then gives us the encouragement for that to persevere, persevere to the very end as if only one person will gain that crown. And so he's trying to help us to see and to understand how we must battle, how we must fight for that. That perseverance to the very end. And that's where St. Paul, that is quote for us, I think is a great encouragement. That he has fought the good fight. He has finished the course that God has given to him. 
that he has kept his faith. And so that is what is important for us then to also to understand and to see. The strong faith, the trust, the belief that we have in Almighty God. That is what we will gain then this crown that is given to us. And as I say, it is a battle for our own soul. And so that's why it's dangerous then to be idle. To not to be doing anything toward gaining that crown. Because certainly that is where the devil can pick us off take us away from that path that is there, that course that we have, then that is what the devil will do. He will utilize these opportunities to where, yes, we're either tired, we're exhausted from having to battle for this. And so then he will try to drag us away from where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be doing every day of our life. And that is what is so important for us to realize and to understand. It is meant for us every day of our life. There's no vacations from it. There's no vacations from the spiritual life of trying to live to save your soul. You cannot because otherwise you will go down. And so that's where we must understand that that battle that is there. Just as every day we get up for work sometimes, sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes it's tiring for us. But we realize in order to support our family, we must do this. And so, yes, we get up, we go to work, we do our work. But we have to realize in the sense of the spiritual life, as I say, if you take vacation from that, you will suffer the consequences. If you don't realize that it's a battle that you must try to be in and fighting that course every day of your life, you will lose ground very quickly. And sometimes to the point of where we lose the ground, where we can't, we seemingly cannot come back from it. I mean, obviously, with the grace of God, we can always come back from that. But if we bury ourselves, if we keep burying ourselves away from the graces of God, it becomes very daunting for us. It seems that there is no way for us to obtain that crown, to gain what God is offering to us because of that. And so that's where if we just understand that, if we realize that, the little steps that we need to make each day, the little things that we need to try to do, not staying idle, working toward our salvation. Those will be the things that will help us. Those will be the things that will help us then to gain this crown and to persevere to the very end. That we accept that call from God. And so as I say, it can be very daunting to us, it can be very difficult for us, especially if we lose the ground, then what? But then, just to call your attention to the communion prayer from yesterday's Mass. I mean, a very beautiful sentiment that is given to us in the Mass of St. John Bosco. I mean, one that's, he had a very daunting task before him, trying to help these, these boys to save their souls. Ones that had very rough lives. And so it was his responsibility to try to help them to gain, and to gain that crown. And so from the Mass of St. John Bosco, the communion prayer, it says, against hope, he believed in hope. And so from that, we can look at that and try to picture and say, what does that mean? But when things appear to be hopeless, all the more so should we hope in Almighty God, turn toward God. I think I mentioned to you before the beautiful prayer of St. Claude de Colombier, 
who is the, who was the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mary, Alacoque, who received the visions of the Sacred Heart. He had a whole sermon that he had given on the hope in Almighty God. And as I say, sometimes it can be very, yes, discouraging to us. We, we see this, the state of the world. <clears throat> we just see how difficult it is to try to live a Catholic life in the world around us. In a sense, everything is stacked against us. And so, yes, it can appear to be, in a sense, hopeless to us. But that is all the more so shall we then try to hope in Almighty God. That we realize the hope that God gives to us, the encouragement that he gives to us, the graces that he offers out to us, in order for us to save our soul. And so that's where we have to turn to, in a sense, the liturgy to help us. As I say, all you have to do is look at that prayer, the communion prayer of yesterday's Mass. And that is something that truly St. John Bosco lived his life. He lived to always having that hope in Almighty God, realizing it is not him, but it is God's grace that allows him to help these boys save their souls. Even when it appears on the surface to be completely hopeless. He wouldn't give up hope because of that. And so that's where I think it's also an encouragement for us. Where things can appear to us to be hopeless, the salvation of our own soul, because of our sins, because of what we fall into. But we have to trust in Almighty God and the graces that he offers to us. That as long as we don't stand idle, God will give us the help that we need. I mean, certainly if we stand idle, if we do nothing toward that, well, then we've made our own bed. But if we're at least working toward that, trying to overcome the weaknesses, the faults that we have, God will offer those graces out to our soul. But we cannot be idle. Or we cannot be one of those types that wait till the 11th hour just to wait to be called. I mean, the 11th hour is traditionally always the last second, the last minute. That cannot be how we work out our salvation. We must try to do something much before that. So when God calls us, when God offers these graces to our soul, instead of being idle, we run toward that. And that is where we, then we go back to the analogy that Saint, the analogies that St. Paul gives to us, the fight, the race. We must strive toward that. We must work toward that. And that is where God offers these things out to us, to persevere to the very end the crown that is given to us. And as I say, all we have to do is try to look at what is offered to our souls, and that's what we work toward. The crown that is given to us, the imperishable crown that God offers to us, of life eternity. That we will live for all eternity in the vision of God. There is no greater gift for us. Going back to another quote of St. Paul where he says, we have no idea what God has in store for us. You know, I have not seen, Irna has not heard any of these things for those that love God. And so that is truly the greatest gift that God can give to us. That is what we work our entire lives toward. And that's what it should be. And that's what we must focus on. As I say, how can we obtain that? How can we gain that? Keep your eyes on the crown that is offered to us. And then you work your whole life toward that crown. And instead of being idle, 
You stay busy toward the salvation of your soul. And when things become or appear hopeless to us, remind ourselves of that communion prayer of St. John Bosco's Mass. Against hope, he believed in hope. And so that is where for us, I think it is a great encouragement for us as we start off preparing for Lent. It's always a difficult time period because we sacrifice, we give things up. But we do that for the salvation of our soul. As I said, the purpose of the mortifications that we take on Advent, Lent, different time periods, Fridays, is in order to allow the graces of God to be unobstructed. That we don't have the obstacles to God's graces flowing into our souls. So I'll leave you with the famous words that we find at the end of the gospel. Many are called, but few are chosen. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. So the Epistle 4 is Septuagesima Sunday is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and 10. Brethren, know you not that they that run in the race all run indeed, but one receiveth the prize? So run that you may obtain. And every one that striveth for the mastery refraineth himself from all things. And they indeed that they may receive a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible one. I therefore so run not as at an uncertainty. I so fight not as one beating in the, the air. But I chastise my body and bring it into subjection, lest perhaps when I have preached to others, I myself should become a castaway. For I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all in Moses were baptized, and in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, and they all drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. But with the most of them, God was not well pleased. Please stand from the Holy Gospel. The Gospel is taken from Matthew chapter 20. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like to a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And having agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing in the marketplace idle, and he said to them, Go you also into my vineyard, and I will give you what shall be just. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did in like manner. But about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, Why stand you here all the day idle? They say to him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith to them, Go you also into my vineyard. And when the evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their hire, beginning from the last, even to the first. When therefore they were come that came about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first also came, they thought that they should receive more, and they also received every man a penny. And receiving it, they murmured against the master of the house, saying, These last have worked but one hour, and thou hast made them equal to us that have borne the burden of the day and the heat. But he answering, answering said to one of them, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Take what is thine and go thy way. And I will also give to this last even as to thee. Or is it not lawful for me to do what I will? Is thy eye evil because I am good? So shall the last be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Please be seated. 
I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. A crown is laid up for me. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. We have already entered into this transitional period, going from the Christmas season, which obviously ends tomorrow with February 2nd, the presentation of our Lord, and then Lent. And so the Church gives us different things to meditate upon, trying to help us to understand, one, weak human nature, also the misery of sin, in this period before Lent, to try to get our mindset set for this coming period. So then to try to help us, to try to gain the graces, the opportunities that God gives to us, Almighty God gives to us for the period of Lent. And so with that, we see that the vestments, the violet color also signifies the penance that is necessary for us, even though we're not necessarily in the time period of Lent just yet. It is this reminder to us of what is coming, of what we need to try to prepare for, and then how to prepare our soul well for that. Well, the church also gives us the understanding of how then for our soul it is a battle, it is a fight that we must make every day of our life. I mean, one, we see with the gospel, the famous account, the call to perfection. The laborers in the vineyard, as they're called out to work in the vineyard, to whether to work the heat of the day, the whole day, or that they're called at different hours. We talked about that different before, that it is God calling different souls at different times. And the difference is when the souls react to that grace to them. Do they accept that grace? Do they accept that call? Do they understand that call when it is given to them? And so, yes, God calls us at different times. You can ask the question, why are we idle? The idleness of the world. And it's not an idleness and just, just keeping busy for the sake of keeping busy. It is to work for our salvation. And that is what is necessary for all of us to understand. The fight that is involved in that. And that is why then the beginning, the quote from St. Paul, when he writing to Timothy and explaining the fight that we're in, the fight of also making sure that we have kept our faith, finishing our course, yes, when God calls us from this world. And that's where you see in the epistle accounts, I mean, St. Paul's analogies that he makes for us to help us to try to understand that we're working toward our salvation. And so he gives us this encouragement to try to gain that crown. A crown that he says that is only given out to one, in a sense. That we must run, we must fight in terms of trying to gain that. And so that's what's also important for us. These ideas in both the epistle and the gospel, these calls to perfection, the crown of glory that is offered to us, given out to us, shown to us, and so then it becomes up to us, do we work toward that goal? Or, on the opposite, do we stand idle? Do we not work toward the salvation that God is calling us to? And so how can we obtain that? We keep our eyes on the goal itself, as with anything. Anything that we want to try to accomplish or gain in this world, we must do so by keeping our eye on that goal. 
of understanding that is what we are trying to fight for, that is what we're trying to gain. And so therefore we make our attempts at that. We spend our life toward that goal. Working toward the crown, the imperishable one, the one that will not go away. And that is what is offered to us. So God holds that out for us. St. Paul then gives us the encouragement for that to persevere, persevere to the very end, as if only one person will gain that crown. And so he's trying to help us to see and to understand how we must battle, how we must fight for that. That perseverance to the very end. And that's where St. Paul, that is quote for us, I think is a great encouragement that he has fought the good fight. He has finished the course that God has given to him. That he has kept his faith. And so that is what is important for us then to also to understand and to see. The strong faith, the trust, the belief that we have in Almighty God. That is what we will gain then this crown that is given to us. And as I say, it is a battle for our own soul. And so that's why it's dangerous then to be idle. To not to be doing anything toward gaining that crown. Because certainly that is where the devil can pick us off, take us away from that path that is there, that course that we have. And that is what the devil will do. He will utilize these opportunities to where, yes, we're either tired, we're exhausted from having to battle for this. And so then he will try to drag us away from where we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be doing every day of our life. And that is what is so important for us to realize and to understand. It is meant for us every day of our life. There's no vacations from it. There's no vacations from the spiritual life of trying to live to save your soul. You cannot because otherwise you will go down. And so that's where we must understand that that battle that is there. Just as every day we get up for work sometimes, sometimes it's a struggle, sometimes it's tiring for us. But we realize in order to support our family, we must do this. And so, yes, we get up, we go to work, we do our work. But we have to realize in the sense of the spiritual life, as I say, if you take vacation from that, you will suffer the consequences. If you don't realize that it's a battle that you must try to be in and fighting that course every day of your life, you will lose grounds very quickly. And sometimes to the point of where we lose the ground, where we can't, we seemingly cannot come back from it. I mean, obviously, with the grace of God, we can always come back from that. But if we bury ourselves, if we keep burying ourselves away from the graces of God, it becomes very daunting for us. It seems that there is no way for us to obtain that crown, to gain what God is offering to us because of that. And so that's where if we just understand that, if we realize that, the little steps that we need to make each day, the little things that we need to try to do, not staying idle, working toward our salvation, those will be the things that will help us. Those will be the things that will help us then to gain this crown and to persevere to the very end. That we accept that call from God. And so as I say, it can be very daunting to us, it can be very difficult for us, especially if we lose the grounds, then what? But then, just to call your attention to the communion prayer from yesterday's Mass. 
I mean, a very beautiful sentiment that is given to us in the Mass of St. John Bosco. I mean, one that he had a very daunting task before him, trying to help these, these boys to save their souls. Ones that had very rough lives. And so it was his responsibility to try to help them to gain and to gain that crown. And so from the Mass of St. John Bosco, the communion prayer, it says, it says, against hope, he believed in hope. And so from that, we can look at that and try to picture and say, what does that mean? But when things appear to be hopeless, all the more so should we hope in Almighty God, turn toward God. I think I mentioned to you before the beautiful prayer of St. Claude de Colombier, who, is the, who was the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mary, Alacoque, who received the visions of the Sacred Heart. He had a whole sermon that he had given on the hope in Almighty God. And as I say, sometimes it can be very, yes, discouraging to us. We, we see this, the state of the world. <clears throat> we just see how difficult it is to try to live a Catholic life in the world around us. In a sense, everything is stacked against us. And so, yes, it can appear to be, in a sense, hopeless to us. But that is all the more so shall we then try to hope in Almighty God. That we realize the hope that God gives to us, the encouragement that he gives to us, the graces that he offers out to us, in order for us to save our soul. And so that's where we have to turn to, in a sense, the liturgy to help us. As I say, all you have to do is look at that prayer, the communion prayer of yesterday's Mass. And that is something that truly St. John Bosco lived his life. He lived to always having that hope in Almighty God, realizing it is not him, but it is God's grace that allows him to help these boys save their souls. Even when it appears on the surface to be completely hopeless. He wouldn't give up hope because of that. And so that's where I think it's also an encouragement for us. Where things can appear to us to be hopeless, the salvation of our own soul, because of our sins, because of what we fall into. But we have to trust in Almighty God and the graces that he offers to us. That as long as we don't stand idle, God will give us the help that we need. I mean, certainly if we stand idle, if we do nothing toward that, well, then we've made our own bed. But if we're at least working toward that, trying to overcome the weaknesses, the faults that we have, God will offer those graces out to our soul. But we cannot be idle. Or we cannot be one of those types that wait till the 11th hour just to wait to be called. I mean, the 11th hour is traditionally always the last second, the last minute. That cannot be how we work out our salvation. We must try to do something much before that. So when God calls us, when God offers these graces to our soul, instead of being idle, we run toward that. And that is where we, then we go back to the analogy that Saint, the analogies that St. Paul gives to us, the fight, the race. We must strive toward that. We must work toward that. And that is where God offers these things out to us, to persevere to the very end. The crown that is given to us. And as I say, all we have to do is try to look at what is offered to our souls, and that's what we work toward. The crown that is given to us, the imperishable crown that God offers to us, of life, eternity. 
that we will live for all eternity in the vision of God. There is no greater gift for us. Going back to another quote of St. Paul where he says, we have no idea what God has in store for us. You know, I have not seen, ear has not heard any of these things for those that love God. And so that is truly the greatest gift that God can give to us. That is what we work our entire lives toward. And that's what it should be. And that's what we must focus on. As I say, how can we obtain that? How can we gain that? Keep your eyes on the crown that is offered to us. And then you work your whole life toward that crown. And instead of being idle, you stay busy toward the salvation of your soul. And when things become or appear hopeless to us, remind ourselves of that communion prayer of St. John Bosco's Mass. Against hope, he believed in hope. And so that is where for us, I think it is a great encouragement for us as we start off preparing for Lent. It's always a difficult time period because we sacrifice, we give things up. But we do that for the salvation of our soul. As I said, the purpose of the mortifications that we take on Advent, Lent, different time periods, Fridays, is in order to allow the graces of God to be unobstructed. That we don't have the obstacles to God's graces flowing into our souls. So I'll leave you with the famous words that we find at the end of the gospel. Many are called, but few are chosen. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.